Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey there, and welcome to the B2B Content Show. I'm Jeremy Shear. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a digital content agency that helps you create a month's worth of content in just 60 minutes. So now if you... If you're listening to this, you probably saw the title of the episode and you might have been thinking another episode about podcasting. Well, yeah, it is another episode about podcasting. And I know we've talked a lot about podcasts a lot in this show, but there's a lot of stuff that we haven't talked about. In fact, I think there are a lot of sort of unusual or maybe hidden benefits to podcasting that may not be so obvious. You know, it's pretty well known at this point, I think, that starting a podcast is a great way to meet people, to network. You can create a lot of great content. It's a good brand awareness play, all that good stuff. But it's also a great way to develop personally. And it's also a lot of fun to do. And that's the kind of stuff we're going to talk about in today's episode with my guest, Brian Hewn. Brian is founder of Reflective Wealth and host of the podcast Affordable Freedom, and Brian is also a friend. We're both members of the first-gen entrepreneur community. That's how we got to know each other, and I've been on Brian's podcast, and so now I'm returning the favor. Brian, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you. Jeremy, thanks for thanks for inviting me on. I really enjoyed the conversation when you came on mine, and I've enjoyed all of our conversations, so I'm excited about this. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, of course. So, Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Let's just start right there. It's called Affordable Freedom, and I know that has a lot to do with kind of your approach to how you run your business. So give us a little bit of the picture here about what your podcast is about and, and, and you know what you're about, what your business is about. Yeah, so I'm someone who, not unlike a lot of people, like I got into my corporate career not really knowing Really, I'll be frank with you, not really knowing who I was as a person. I, I don't think in, like in college I went through that whole um, self-discovery process that is supposed to take place, I guess, in college. Anyways, long story short, I got into a career simply for you know money. I wanted the external world to think I was successful, and you know, so 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 I went along my my path there, and you know, I've experienced over the last few years since I left my corporate job. A, a number of things. It's it's been a really profound transformation for me. I went from uh, you know chasing external validation, chasing money, not thinking that I had enough money, and that's kind of where affordable freedom comes in. Like I was somebody who worked in the financial industry for you know roughly fifteen years, and left my job and thought I didn't have enough money. And so I was really scared, really anxious. But then when I actually sat down and talked with my wife and we put together a financial plan and we looked at things that we were wasting money on and what are the things we should prioritize and maybe even spend a little bit more money on those things and be more intentional. The thing I found out was I didn't need anywhere near the amount of money that I thought I did. I was in a position where I could go three years without a paycheck and we would be just fine. You know, so that took a lot of the pressure off of me as a new entrepreneur to immediately jump in and produce right away. I could take my time. I could find my voice on social media. I could find, you know, my community and and lay the foundation for what I think is going to be a very sustainable business. And so I think a lot of people out there, you know, they see these huge numbers out there. You know, I think Fidelity says you need 
10 times your annual salary or something of that nature in order to retire. So then people think, well, that's the amount of money I need to have financial freedom. And it's not. You know, if you're intentional with how you're using your money, if you're using it to accomplish goals versus it being the goal itself, um, it, it can be a lot more affordable. So my life has become infinitely better. You know, now that I'm pursuing things that are really meaningful for me and I'm excited to get up and, and get to work each day. And so I just want to pay that forward. Like I want other people who think they don't have enough to maybe rethink things a little bit and, and pursue things that, that are more meaningful to them that are going to bring them more joy. So that's what affordable freedom is kind of all about. Yeah, I, I really love that. That resonates a lot with me. You know, I got to tell my story on your podcast about my crazy five-year journey through the corporate world and <laughs> sort of yeah. how I came out the other side. But I, I really relate to a, to a lot of what you're saying, right? It's life's too short, you know, to, to, to always feel that anxiety, like you never have enough, you know? And so I think it's really, really cool, very inspirational to, you know, hear your story, how you sort of, uh, this process of discovery, and it sounds like you made a very important set of discoveries about yourself and about your relationship to money and work and all that stuff. And, and now you're channeling it into this podcast, which is really cool. I mean, you know, I'm a huge fan of podcasts, so I just think that's an awesome thing to do. But, you know, let me ask you, so you, you're, you're starting, you started a business, your own business, which itself is an extremely difficult thing to do right? Lots of ups and downs. Launching a podcast is also difficult. Like of all the content plays, it's probably one of the most labor intensive, you know, a lot of moving parts. You can't just like totally hire someone else to do it. You can get help, right? But you have to be the host and all that stuff. Why a podcast in particular? Well, I think that the reason I chose the podcast was because I feel like I have a lot to say. And I didn't always realize that. Actually, my podcast producer said that to me. He's like, dude, you got a lot of things to say. Like, you got to get stuff out there. And I'm like, okay. So I started doing that. Um, but then as I started getting the podcast going, um, I started to see all these other, you know, benefits from it. And it wasn't necessarily about what I had to say. It was about getting other people on and hearing what they have to say. Because there are so many other people out there that resonate with this philosophy of affordable freedom, you know, that I've connected with on LinkedIn or other places based on shared values and bringing them on to tell their stories and, and listen and ask questions. And it's really helped me to kind of hone my beliefs, you know, and my philosophy when I'm working with my clients. And there's several other benefits that I've, I've noticed from podcasting since I get, I got started. And I know we're going to, talk about those today but how do, do you want to dive in on that stuff now or what are you thinking yeah let's get into it i mean first though just real quick you mentioned your producer we're talking about aaron right a, a fellow member of first gen entrepreneurs That's i'm not right. mistaken right he is your producer right so uh aaron just wanted to, yeah just wanted to give a shout out to to, to aaron and um you know aaron's in in israel and that's that's a lot going on there right now so just sending good wishes our own way. I hope his friends and family are all safe. So, absolutely. Anyhow, yeah. Yeah. I've um, been, 
I was just going to say, I've been yeah. staying in, in touch with them and, yeah. you know, it's a scary time for them for sure. I'm just trying to kind of move on business as usual, you know, and actually I'll say you, you asked why a podcast yeah. and I probably wouldn't have done the podcast without him. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have a great team here, you know, basically I, I jump on and I have a conversation like we're having right now. I hit the record button and, you know, I, I try not to prepare too much for it. Like I kind of have an overall vision of what what sort of I want the conversation to look like. And then I just think of like, you know, three really important questions that I'd like to tackle and, mm-hmm. and topics that I'd like to dive into. So those are sort of guardrails where it can bring the conversation back on track if we veer off. But the fun of a podcast, because it's long form content, is that you can veer off, you know, and yeah. you can let people ramble a little bit. There's so many times where I have guests that say, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. And I said, no, that's great. That's the point. <laughs> like, I want you to ramble, you know, because that's that makes it more likely that we're going to end up with some really powerful gold nuggets that we could maybe take out and use mm-hmm. as content. Right. So anyway, all of that to say is that by myself, podcasting seemed a little bit daunting, not like mm-hmm. something I wanted to undertake, but with the help of somebody yeah. where I just hit the record button and then send it off and all the editing is done. It makes it pretty easy to fit into my daily schedule, my weekly schedule, I should say. Yeah. And I'm glad you're mentioning that. I mean, and, and we could have a whole discussion, which we're, we're actually not going to, but we could have a whole discussion about the best ways to produce a podcast and the value of finding a good producer that you trust and you like working with and everything. And, you know, it's, it's awesome that you found someone exactly like that in our own who does an excellent job. And, and that allows you to just focus on being the host, which is a whole job just unto itself. You know, there's an art and a science I think to hosting a podcast and something you get better as you do, but uh, it's good to have the ability to just focus on that and not have to worry about all, you know, the technical things and the post-production and all that. So, um, but like I said, that's, that could be a whole other episode. What I want to talk about is the value you get from doing this podcast. And in particular, you know, as I mentioned kind of up top in my little spiel that there's, a lot of benefits of podcasting that I think people are fairly aware of, like from a business perspective. But then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that until you do it, you might not be aware of, like the the personal benefits you get, the skills you learn that might be applicable in business, but even beyond business. So I'd I'd love to hear about that, you know, how taking on podcasting has helped you grow just as a person, as a business owner, you know, what benefits are you getting along those lines? Oh man, it's it's helped me grow tremendously. I mean, it's funny if you look back to the first experience I had with podcasting was I came on to I don't even know if it was a podcast or if it was just like an internal kind of thing that Andrew McIntosh, our friend, was doing with uh, First Gen Entrepreneurs, and he came, he invited me on as a guest. And I looked at that video recently, and I, I just cringed because I was so uncomfortable. I was so nervous. And then even the first episode that I did, or first couple episodes I did for Affordable Freedom, I'm on episode 20 now. But uh, like I remember sitting there having the conversation and sweat is like dropping down my the sides you know, of my body because I'm so nervous. 
so just from that standpoint, like not getting as nervous and as anxious when I'm having conversations with new people has been really, really helpful. Um, listening. I've never been the best listener. You know, I've always been aware that I haven't been the best listener. I've always tried to work on it, but this has really forced me to work on it, you know, in a significant way, because when you're hosting, like I said, you can have your few questions at least that's the approach I take that you're going to get to. But the gold is in the follow-up questions when your guest is saying something and you can follow up with something and dig a little bit deeper. So it's forced me to become a better listener, which then translates to better conversations with prospects, better conversations with my clients. So that's another benefit from it. Another benefit from it is, I think we talked about this before, where, uh, I'm I'm putting stuff down like on a on a weekly basis. I'm I'm recording, you know. Again, it's the the focus is on the guests, but I'm able to interject and share like mm-hmm. my values and my perspectives. And this is all evergreen content that, at some point, if something were to happen to me, my kids could have something to listen to and kind of know what their old man was all about, you know. And and that's something that's really important to me, as you know, because of the cancer diagnosis and then relapse that I've had. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. So it's really cool to know that I'm putting that stuff out there into, into the universe for them. So those are some of the benefits. I would say the other one is just the creative process. I feel like a lot of people, I know I was in this camp. I went into a career in finance and I'm this like, you know, bubbling with creativity and independent thinking kind of a person. I, I have lots of curiosities that I want to follow and, and look into. And I felt like I always had to suppress that during my whole mm-hmm. career. And I think there's probably a lot of people out there that are in the same boat, but this is just a great creative outlet to p- pursue curiosities. And like, mm-hmm. for example, after I record an episode, I send it to Aaron and he um, edits it and then sends me the full video. And then I watch it again and I, you know, kind of try to pick out clips to create a trailer that I put out on LinkedIn. And as I'm creating this or, or pulling out these clips, I'm thinking to myself, like, what's the narrative I'm trying to get in within this two minute window or so of the trailer that I'm putting together. So it really gets the creative juices flowing, which is important for me personally. Yeah. I'll, there, there's a lot in there that you said that that uh, we can explore. You know, starting with that last bit, I think that's a great insight, right? It's a lot of people in a lot of positions that just don't enable them to to explore that kind of creative stuff, you know, for all kinds of reasons. And the process of producing a podcast is very much like that, right? Like storytelling gets, it's a kind of a buzzword. It gets thrown around a lot in marketing, Right. But in putting together a podcast, I mean, that is literally what you're doing, whether it's creating a trailer or just shaping a given episode, right? In real time, you are shaping a story in kind of conversation form. And and it sounds like that's something that's just very appealing to you. And that kind of speaks to a part of, of you that in your former career, as you just said, you weren't really able to, to kind of unleash. For sure. For sure. And one of the things you said in our conversation when you came on my podcast was about how, you know, in corporate, sometimes you you have a great idea and you get feedback, positive feedback on it, and it ends up just being lip service. 
I, I have a friend who refers to this as refers to these people as grin fuckers. <laughs> grin fuckers. They're going to smile and nod and say, oh, great idea. And then they're going to forget about it. And I had that experience many times in corporate where I felt like I had all these ideas. I had all these things that I could contribute and it was just overlooked because I'm just supposed to sit there and do the job, the task at hand. Right. Because you're just like one part of a, of a much larger machine. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, we don't want to screw up the machine. Just do your job. We know what we're doing. Just kind of, you know, do what you're told. But yeah, doing a podcast, right. And, and you know, you mentioned this is long form content, right. And there's something that doing long form content really allows you to explore. You, you were kind of already getting into that. You can, it can be there. There's, it allows for the element of surprise is I can't I think maybe another way of, of putting kind of what you were saying, right? A conversation might go in any number of directions. Sometimes you, that you didn't anticipate. And sometimes mm -hmm. that ends up being kind of awesome. You're like, wow, I didn't see that twist coming, but here we are. Now we're talking about this and it's super interesting, right? That's right. That's right. If I think if, if you're having fun in the conversation, whether you're the host or the guest, then the listener is probably going to be more engaged. So For I try sure. to I try to let I try to let it run and you know sort of go where it goes naturally. But again, like I said, sort of have those talking points or questions where I can steer the conversation back if we need to, and that works out just fine. I would I would much rather do that than have a um, you know interview style that that you see so often. Mm -hmm. Right, that's a little more rigid. I mean, there's a time and a place, but. You know, you mentioned the word fun. And before we hit record for this recording, we were talking about that a little bit, that the mm -hmm. part of the reason you do podcasting is because it's fun, you know, and I felt the same way. And for all of our clients that we that we run podcasts for, it's often feedback that we get that it's enjoy. It's an enjoyable process. So let, let me and I, and I think that's not just nice, but actually significant. Um so I, I want to ask you, like, what's fun about it? What do you in, in what sense is running a podcast actually fun? Well, the creativity aspect of it, like I said, like creating a vision of what I'd like the conversation to go with uh, or, or look like what I'd like the, um, you know, the kind of the key points that I would like the listener to to walk away with and bringing all of that together. So I guess like the creative process is really fun to me. I like thinking that way. Also, the, the conversations are just amazingly fun. <laughs> they're they're I, like, so I'm somebody who's naturally more introverted. Mm -hmm. And so, which is kind of crazy that I, you know, was in an external sales position for over a decade. I was like trying desperately to fit into this ex extroverted world right. and, and that didn't work out so well. But as an introvert, or, or at least me personally, I know all introverts aren't the same, but I like surface level small talk conversation bores the shit out of me mm. if it's somebody yeah. i know like you and i know each other and we can sit here and talk about the lions talk about football yeah. the weather whatever you know like that's cool but going to like a networking event and just small talk with people i don't know that's really boring to me i don't find any and i know that may maybe that doesn't sound very nice but that's just me personally that's that's yeah. the way i am but when you get on a podcast it could be someone you've never met before, but you're going to dive right in and you're going to talk about something that's really meaningful to both of you. And that, to me, that's really fun is diving in and talking about meaningful stuff. 
Yeah, I I'm the same exact way. I I I kind of feel like I'm more an introvert than an extrovert, and you know, you might think like, well, then a podcast would be torture, right? Like to have to have conversations with people you don't know, or even people you do know. Yeah. It's like, no, but it's not that way because there is there's enough structure to it, right? That it's not just sort of willy nilly. Like you have a topic you're going to talk about, and you kind of create this framework within which. Yeah, you can dispense with kind of the small talk bullshit, right? That, yeah. And I feel the same way, especially with people I don't know. It's like, I, I really just want to talk about something real, like something interesting. But it's, it can be hard to do that because you don't know if the other person actually wants to or if they just want to stay on the surface. But on yeah. a podcast, if someone's agreed to come on, then you're like, yeah, let's get into this shit. Like, let's dig into it and see what we can find. And I think a lot of people enjoy that you know, either enjoy doing it or listening to it. That's why, you know, think about some of the podcasts out there that are the most popular, like uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, you know, whatever you might think about Joe Rogan as a figure. I mean, his podcast is undeniably one of the most popular in the world. And those things are like three hours long. Yeah. You know? And he's just getting into all sorts of stuff with his guests with that just go all over the place. And it's super entertaining and, and often pretty interesting yeah and there there's an appetite for that for that long form content i think people are are sick and tired of like the quick soundbite society that we live in they're they're sick and tired of you know yeah. a cnn interview where or a fox news interview or wherever where they ask a question and allow you know maybe 10 seconds for an answer and then interject and start arguing you know, yeah. while they're talking mm -hmm. and, and whereas long form, like I've heard, you know, Joe Rogan have a conversation with Ben Shapiro and then turn around and have a conversation with Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And listen to what they have to say and try to understand their perspective and point of view. Our country needs long form content more than ever right now. So not only is it fun, but it's something that I think is, is very much needed. I think more people need to get into podcasting and, and find other people who resonate with their worldview, with their perspectives, their views on the way business should be done. And I think if you can create that community around a podcast, it, it's, it's fun, but it's also probably a pretty good business endeavor in the long run, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And you know, I think there's something about the audio format that lends itself to that. Because people can listen while they're doing other things. I mean, I will listen to an hour-long podcast, two hours. I don't care how long it is if I'm because I'll be in the car or walking around the park with the dog, right? As opposed to, say, watching a video, which I'm not going to sit there glued to the screen for an hour watching two people talk, usually, right? Yeah. I mean, right. Joe Rogan actually does do video, you know, versions of his podcast, but he's a celebrity and he often has other famous people on. So it can be kind of cool to like see it. But even so, I think the vast majority of people listen and not watch. And it really that's another factor, I think, that lends itself to that makes it possible to have, you know, long, in-depth conversations that are like, you know, in other media, in other mediums, it's harder to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, you, you of course, are you're doing the podcast, but you're also running a business, right? A financial planning business. In what sense have you found that the podcast is useful also as a business tool? And I mean, you mentioned one thing, that it can help you in conversations with prospects and 
clients, right? Developing those listening skills. Are there other, are there other ways in which you found that spending time in the podcast has made you better at business or just enhanced your business? Well, I'm still kind of working on that. You know, I'm on episode 20. So sort of this phase that I've been through was just getting used to doing it, making it, you know, a, a routine that I'm going to stick to, that I'm going to commit to. So I'm still trying to work on how it's actually going to, or if it's going to start helping me generate business. I'm I'm fairly confident in the long run that it will. So right now it's more of like the the personal development stuff that I mentioned. In fact, I've I've actually put the podcast in the personal development category for myself rather than business mm -hmm. development because it's it's making me better at having conversations, better at listening, better at thinking critically, you know, and provide which helps in financial planning to think critically, be creative, provide, you know, different outside of the box type of solutions. All this stuff is 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 sort of the side benefits of of running the podcast. And my my view of it is it's kind of like when I was training for a marathon. You know, I think I had mentioned that to you before, but mm -hmm. training for a marathon, I'm not like trying to run five minute miles or anything like that. I just want to finish the damn race. And so like yeah. with this podcast, it's like I want to get to three years out and just look back and say, hey, I did it every week. I released a podcast episode. I didn't miss any weeks. And if I get to that point, if you do something for that long of a period of time, it's probably going to be pretty damn good. So maybe you're actually generating money from the podcast in terms of ad revenues or, you know, you're, you're getting invited onto other podcasts mm -hmm. that can help expand your network and potential clients. Um, and I think that could happen in the short term as well. What I'm trying to figure out right now, Jeremy, and maybe you can actually jump in and share some mm -hmm. suggestions, is how, you know, the podcast, the newsletter, and then social media all sort of work together to create a flywheel for, for yeah. generating new business. And why don't you ju jump in and let me know if you have any thoughts <laughs> there, and I'll kind of and I'll kind of share with you what I've been thinking as well, if that works. Okay. You know, I like this. This is cool. It kind of flipped the script. You're like, I'm the host now. I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the expert. You've been doing this podcast thing for a long time, so a, a little bit of time. That's true. Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I can, I can offer a few thoughts on that. I mean, I think one way to think about it is that the podcast is the content machine. You know, it's a really efficient way to to generate a lot of content. You know, I'll take this episode and. I'll chop it up into like a handful of video clips. But if I wanted to, I could probably easily create, you know, 20, 25 discrete pieces of content just from this conversation we're having and from every conversation that I do in the podcast, right? So that's so that gives you all this content that, that you can then use, like if you have a newsletter, right? In the newsletter, A, you can promote the podcast. Like here's the latest episode or here's, you know, an episode that I thought, you readers of my newsletter might be really interested in for like the main body of the newsletter. Maybe there's something that you can pull from a podcast episode. Say, yeah, here's a, a conversation we had, a kind of nugget of nugget that came out of it that I want to share with you, you know, sort of de depending on what kind of newsletter you're doing. And for, and that goes for any channel you have that requires content, you know, in order to make it work, LinkedIn, whatever other social media channels you're, you're on, it's, 
I think it can really help instead of creating all the content piecemeal, you know, for every channel or being faced with a week ahead and be like, ah, oh, shit, you know, I have, <laughs> I got to write this many LinkedIn posts and this stuff for Twitter, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't have to anymore because it's all there from your podcast. You need to repurpose it a little bit. And it's all, and it's super high level content, right? Because it, it's from unscripted conversation. So it's very real. It's organic, you know, and the better you get at it, as you were saying, the more you do it and you just get better and better, it has a distinctiveness to it. It's your, your own unique voice, you know, in conversation with other people. And I think often that's when we're at our best, when we're having a conversation and not just monologuing and reacting yeah. to somebody else and kind of playing off somebody else. So, I mean, those are a few thoughts off, off the top of it's, my head. So I guess the thing is, is it's, it's hard for me when I say it's more of a long-term business development play. It is, but I think there's been short-term benefits as well that maybe I'm just not able to track. Like I can't say, oh, this, the reason this prospect reached out to me was because they heard me on the podcast. Cause mm -hmm. they may say, oh, well we're connected on LinkedIn. Like, mm -hmm. or they could be a subscriber to the newsletter. They might not say the reason I reached out is because I heard this podcast episode. Maybe that's a reminder to me that I should be asking people. But um, I guess I guess my point is that, you know, I think putting the podcast out there and I've been using LinkedIn. I've almost been using the podcast as a way to promote myself and my guests on LinkedIn versus using LinkedIn as a way to promote the podcast. And I suspect at some mm -hmm. point that will kind of just become a, a full circle and, and they yeah. will both feed each other. But for now, that's been sort of the way that it's been working out. And I, I will say that when I reach out to people and, and ask them to be a guest on the podcast, there, there's generally a lot of interest. I think there's a lot of demand yeah. for people to be a guest on my podcast. And I think that's normally the case. But when I'm taking the time to put together these trailers that really highlight the guest and make them look really good, yeah. um, people want that. Like they want a trailer like that. So I think that alone and just being able to branch out into all these other people's networks, all the guests that I'm having on, it mm -hmm. gives me exposure to their audience. And I do have one client that has given me feedback about how, whether it's the podcast, which she listens to on a regular basis or my newsletter or my social media that like she, she gets the sense that there's, and I hate throwing this word out there because it's such a cliche right now, but authenticity but she says, like, I'm so authentic in everything that I put out there and I'm just a real person. And particularly when it comes to financial planning and financial advice, mm. the market is changing so much in my business where you had the previous generation, the boomers that everyone's been going after for the last 20 years because they have all the retirement assets and they value the name on the front of the jersey, whereas the younger generation values the name on the back of the jersey. In fact, the younger generation has an inherent distrust of the financial services mm. industry. And so one thing I found in when I'm giving financial advice to people about, hey, listen, this is my scenario. This is what I did. This is the way I thought about this. It's just very personal. It's very real. It's very authentic. And they like that kind of advice versus you know, what they've been trained to talk about by the large Wall Street companies. And I think the same thing applies uh, to a podcast. I think you could come across in a much more authentic, real way as a person. And 
in, at the end of the day in the digital world, it can be difficult to build trust. But if people hear you talking with someone else for an hour, that helps. Yeah. It goes a long way to building that trust. I so I do think that there are a lot of benefits. I'm yeah. starting to see, you know, since I started the podcast, my pipeline is getting bigger. I'm starting to see more inbound uh, DMs coming in. And so that's probably a result of it. But again, there's no way to like specifically attach a number to that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, really, I couldn't agree more. I, I, you're right. Authenticity is this kind of buzzword, right? But, but it, it actually does matter and people do respond to it. And I think people are often at their most, you know, authentic, however we want to define that when you're, you're not too self-aware and you're just in a good conversation with another person you know, and kind of losing yourself in the conversation and just thinking out loud and kicking ideas around. I mean, I think human beings have evolved over a very long time to, to be very good at doing that specific thing, at communicating with each other and exchanging information mm -hmm. and connecting with each other through language. And I think when we're doing that, I mean, literally, just like we're doing right now, and we, and, and we have been throughout this whole podcast, it's, it just comes naturally, doesn't it? It's not like you have to think about everything you're saying. It's just sort of the most natural thing in the world. And especially when you're doing doing this with somebody that you do connect with and know a little bit. You That's know, right. And, and have something in common with. Well, then really good things can happen. And if when you capture that content and put it out there. Yeah, it's it comes across as kind of effortless because in a way it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. And I've listened to a lot of podcasts, you know, and, and some of the, the big podcasts. And sometimes you'll hear an episode where the guest says something and you're kind of scratching your head like, did they really just say that? You yeah. know, and, uh, you know, my whole life, like in the in the corporate world, I was always afraid that I was going to say the wrong thing. I was afraid mm -hmm. to, like, elaborate on my thoughts and, you know, really yeah. get into that long form discussion because I didn't want to say the wrong thing and piss somebody off. And in the podcasting world, it's like, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to judge you on that. Nobody's even going to remember it, you know, just talk and, and, and be free. And I think there's something liberating about that. Absolutely. In my, in my corporate adventure, I mean, I was so naive, like I, I didn't have any prior corporate experience. I didn't even know you weren't supposed to, you know, talk too much. And I routinely would say all kinds of shit. That got me in trouble. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> then, surprise like, me. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, at the end of the year re review, they'd be like, yeah, a lot of people think you're kind of rude. And I'd be like, really? Why? Like, what? I don't get it. And, and But it, <laughs> it, eventually it became clear, like, yeah, just don't say much. Keep Keep your shit to yourself because it will be used against you. Right. In the court, in the court right. of whatever, you know? So, yeah. well... I think we can safely say, I think we can agree that that was not the case in, in our discussion here. And for sure, when I was on your pod, you know, it's just so, it's so much fun to be able to chop it up and have these, have these discussions. And, you know, I could, we could go on and on all day, but uh, I think we've reached the end of this episode. So Brian, how, what's the best way for people to connect with you and find you online? The best way is LinkedIn. I haven't been posting as much, but I'm still posting on there a few times a week. And that's really the only social platform that I'm active on. So LinkedIn, Brian Hune, Brian with a Y, H-U-H-N. And then my website is reflectivewealth.com. And 
I tried to be as transparent as possible with that website. Just everything anybody would ever need to know about my business should be on there. If it's not, let me know. Um, because I think my industry in particular has has really suffered from a lack of transparency and, and confusing the market in the past. And I want to overcome that. So that's where people can find me. One last thing, if I could yeah. interject, if that's okay. I would say as a podcast host, reflecting back to this point, the, the best compliment that I've gotten is when guests are telling me that they feel so comfortable coming on and that I create a welcoming environment where they're comfortable and they can talk about things freely. And so I think that's really important. If anybody is thinking about getting into podcasting, just think about that, like create an environment that people are going to feel welcome, you know, sort of come as you are, as Nirvana yeah. would say, right? Yeah, 100%. Well, that's, that's a really good sign that you're doing something right. And having been a guest on your show, I can, I can, uh, I second that motion. You know, you're, you're really good at it. You have a, you have a really good personality for it. And just your whole approach and attitude is, it lends itself to that. You know, you just want to have real open, honest conversations and uh, kind of meet people where they are and allow people to tell their stories. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that, you know? No, and, it doesn't. And at the end of the day, it's just an awesome thing to do. It's like we said, it's fun. You have a good time. The, the guest has a good time and everybody wins at the end of the day. For sure. Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you so much. This was super fun. And uh, we'll have to do it again for sure. Oh, definitely. We'll be in touch, my friend. All right. Be well. All right. You too. That'll do it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can find the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. And as long as you're there, you might as well give us five stars and leave a comment about how much you love the show. The podcast is brought to you by Conversa. We are a digital content agency that helps you create a month's worth of really kick-ass content in just 60 minutes. Just 60 minutes. How is that possible? Well, check out our website to find out. That's Conversa with two N's, C-O-N-N-Versa.com. So thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate your support, and we'll see you next time.